Welcome to another edition of our Patreon Mostly series, Deity Deep Dives. I'm your co-host of the Science Witch Podcast, Angel, and for this episode, I would like to talk about a significant date that is upon us in this calendar year of 2024, January 6th, the Feast of the Epiphany, 12th day of Christmas, first day of Mardi Gras, and now, as of 2024, at the time of this recording, the third year anniversary of Insurrection Day here in the United States. So, if you'll allow me a departure from the usual content of this mini-series we present to y'all, with accompanying music by my co-host Ruby, I'd love to tell y'all about a significant date that has become a marker of the turn of the wheel of the year for those of us who are concerned with American democracy. January 6th was a holiday I remember always celebrating growing up. My mother and father got married on this date, and growing up along the Gulf Coast of the United States, this also heralded in the start of Mardi Gras season, which, as I have discussed previously on the podcast, made a huge impact on me growing up as a child in Louisiana. The Epiphany, or Feast of the Epiphany, is an early Christian observance of the first manifestation of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, represented by the Magi, and the manifestation of its divinity as it occurred at his baptism in the Jordan River at his first miracle at Cana in Galilee. Epiphany is one of the three principal and oldest festival days of the Christian Church, according to Britannica.com. These magi were, of course, the three kings, who came from different corners of the known world to assemble at the manger in Bethlehem with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Today was the feast of the magi when they arrived with their gifts for the Christ child. Incidentally, Christmas this year had to be canceled in Bethlehem due to the genocidal campaign Israel is waging on Gaza and I saw a comic that depicted drones and missiles streaking across the sky where the star of Bethlehem shone. As the January 6th always marks the start of Mardi Gras season, it is considered an important feast day in the Catholic calendar. Mardi Gras translates to Fat Tuesday. It is always calculated according to a moving festival that is 47 days before Easter, which the Catholic Church determines. According to NOLA.com, the date of Mardi Gras changes every year because it's connected to Easter, which can fall on any Sunday between March 23rd and April 25th. The interesting thing about Mardi Gras is that it is always started on January 6th, which growing up in Louisiana meant I got to start going to nearly weekly parades all over the area to get in the revelry and culture of that time of year which I will own, I took to a next level at certain points. I wanted to collect all of the crew throws. There are some incredible artistic expressions of Mardi Gras culture I talk about back in our episode with Kai, which I will link in the show notes. But for me, this date would signify an exciting time of the year that I always look forward to as much as I would Christmas. Moving away from where I grew up and having to lose Mardi Gras from my life was one of the things I mourned most about leaving the Deep South. I don't miss the political climate or the oppressive Christian fascism that is ambient in just about anywhere you go, save certain places in New Orleans. 
I don't miss having to live in a state that is mismanaged and ill-prepared for the realities of climate change that will bring to bear upon the state of my birth and having to watch it happen in real time. I don't miss the reactionary politics of people who want to violently impose their worldview on anyone who deviates from the gender binary. But I do miss Mardi Gras. I miss king cakes. And my mom will still always send me one, despite the rising cost of shipping to get one all the way from New Orleans out here to the Pacific Northwest. I miss getting to drunkenly revel in the streets of the city with a large group of friends, decked out in ridiculous costumes taking part in the last mad flight of winter as it is famously celebrated in one of the great cities of the world. I also know that the Mardi Gras of my memories is not the reality we live in now, and while it's still wildly celebrated, in a post-COVID era, I feel less willing to engage in that level of crowds since Mardi Gras 2020 appears to have been one of the worst and early outbreaks of COVID-19 in the United States, according to a study led by scientists at Scripps Research. New Orleans will always adapt, but no matter where I live in the country, I will always seek to celebrate Mardi Gras, even if it is in no way truly applicable to how I used to revel when I still lived down home. Back to January 6th, the date that this deep dive is on, as a holiday, it does have even deeper mystical significance beyond the Christian mythos. It is a holiday associated with older pagan witch goddesses, Berkta, Herta, and Holda, as well as La Bafana. The first three witch goddesses were likely Germanic goddesses associated with midwifery and childbirth that were demonized by the early Christian church and turned into fearsome monsters that ride with the wild hunt through the dark forest during this time of year. La Bufana managed to keep a more positive connotation with the Christian church and in Italy she is celebrated as the Christmas witch that gives presents in the stockings to children on this day. January 6th also happens to be the birthday of two of my favorite people. Shout out to Paul and Claire. And it was Claire who I happened to have called on what has now become one of the most infamous dates in our nation's history three years ago. Rather than catching up on each other's lives, hers in Northern Arizona, mine here in the Pacific Northwest, we just tried to process what we had watched all day unfold before our eyes. How the insanity and nearly comical incompetence of what we had watched documented through so many different cameras shared in real time with our 21st century technology and how we both felt that this was something that we would talk about for the rest of our lives and now would always mar the date of my best friend's birthday. The J6 hearings were the Netflix docuseries of congressional hearings. They are very compelling, and they have watchability and narrative tension that makes them historic engaging. I made a point of watching nearly every single one with an almost true crime fixation on the desire to see that the people who perpetrated this desecration of our nation and failed coup attempt be brought to justice. Of course, that has been a year of headlines dominated by all the many tangled investigations of an event that nearly plunged our democracy into an autocratic dictatorship. The people who rose to meet 
the moment to challenge the men who were trying to subvert our democracy were women, including Senator Liz Cheney and congressional aide Cassidy Hutchinson, whose testimony is one of the most courageous acts in U.S. history. I never thought I would find a reason to want to honor Liz Cheney on my altar, but she has certainly become one of the political dynasty paladins safeguarding our democracy, much to my begrudged Democratic voter history to admit. I still have notes, Miss Cheney, but thank you for your service to our nation. We stand once again at the opening of another election year here in the U.S., which just sort of signals a lot of anxiety for me. The possibility of our nation descending into fascism is something we are tormented about every day, with the more brazen and obvious declarations that if Cheeto Hitler is elected president, he will be a dictator who will end our democracy, and yet, despite all the many, many criminal and civil indictments and judgments against him, so many people in this country still try to prop him up in his march to becoming a dictator. It is hard to have to share space with people that cheer the idea that everyone who opposes him is vermin, that poison the blood of our nation, and he vows vengeance against. But despite how tiring, exhausting, and at times downright depressing it is, we have to stay vigilant and participate in any way we can to protect our democratic freedoms from being stolen for us before it's too late. So. While this holiday was once a very celebratory event, I feel that the present moment, it has become a much more sober remembrance of an event that brought us to the brink of fascism and which I now will honor those that continue to safeguard our democracy in the face of all that the corrupt, patriarchal, white supremacist, Christian fascists seek to violently assert their privilege over the rest of us. But I still want to honor what this day was prior to three years ago and how we can celebrate the occasion but stay vigilant in the face of what this coming year will bring. As this day is smack dab in the solar season of Capricorn, it is a fallow time in the higher latitudes and altitudes of the Northern Hemisphere. Capricorn is an energy of severity, of structure and boundaries, ruled by the planet Saturn. Capricorn corresponds to the Emperor in the Tarot, and the polarity being Cancer, which corresponds with the Empress. Saturnian cycles can be destabilizing for those who are not in alignment with what is their true nature. The Saturn return is one of the patterns of human life I find very valuable about astrology, as it takes place roughly 27 to 29 years in a person's life and punctuates very formative times. I speak from experience of someone who has had a very rough first Saturn return and aim to have a much more graceful second Saturn return when it happens, as well as help my kith and kin to face their Saturn returns with more grace and insight. Whether or not you have Capricorn in your chart, it's interesting to see where Saturn is placed in your chart, as well as if you have any placements in the 10th house, which is ruled by Capricorn. It is also a time of keeping accounts, reviewing data, looking at the material gains and losses, and seeking resolution. Capricorns are the business end of the zodiac, and the people who truly embody this energy are people you want on your team for staying organized or having business acumen. 
The severity sometimes makes Capricorns get grumpy reputations in the zodiacal expressions of this archetype, but I appreciate people who are meticulous, business-minded, and honest, which is all aspects of Saturnian vibes. This can be a good reminder that at the beginning of the calendar year, this type of energy can foster in our lives, so be sure to thank a Capricorn in your life. To bring this episode of DD Deep Dives to a close, I wish all of y'all out there listening a happy epiphany, start a Mardi Gras, birthday if you happen to be born on this day, and also with the hope that this time next year in 2025, we still live in a representative liberal democracy. Thank you for tuning into this edition of DD Deep Dives, and thank you for supporting the podcast. If you would like to access this and other bonus content, be sure to check us out on Patreon. Until next time, live long and prosper, and blessed be.